1: All right, time to chat to our next guest. They had a... Well, look, I'm not going to put words in them mouth. I would say it was a frustrating year because they had opportunities. Work, yep. Port Adelaide coach Lauren Arnell joins us. Hello, Loza. Hey, guys, how are we? Not bad. As we look at the year in review, would frustrating be one of the adjectives you'd use? I
0: did find myself using that F word pretty regularly, actually, <laughs> but I think... Um, no, nah, to be fair, it was really nice to finish on a high note and obviously send our skipper out in an absolute grade of the game and, and international sport, really. That was mm. that was unbelievable. What was it? Only just over a week ago now. Mm. Um, but overall, um, finishing 15th with our second year in the comp isn't quite where we think we're at, yep. um, but it's where we've landed. And so there is no doubt an element of frustration. And, and now it's, you know, we've had about a week and a half of, Review and player exit meetings and all of all of the things you do at the end of the year. And now I'm very much looking
1: forward to next year already. So it was an improvement on the year before, where you won one and drew one. You won two this year and drew another one. Uh, when you look mm-hmm. back at lost opportunities, and they are what they are. You can't change the past. But uh, games like the West Coast, uh, would that be one that you were pulling your hair out over?
0: Yeah, the West Coast one was interesting, and we had three force changes to our forward line that week. We had Ash St. suspended, Indy Tahoe had done her ACL mm-hmm. and Julia Tickle out with injury and that really impacted our shape ahead of the ball and we do feel we gave ourselves many chances to win that game and, and couldn't pull through. And then obviously the Gold Coast Suns, they've just come out of the finals over the weekend and drawing with them at Alberton was one, we'd done almost everything to win that game. Right. And yeah, there's a couple of opportunities throughout the year where... You know, we have to learn from them. We have to be better. And, um, you know, you can really only at this point look ahead to next year and make sure you learn from those scenarios. So, mm. yeah, two two and one draw and, uh, is not exactly where where we'd like to be at this point. Lauren, you coach a
2: generation that is different from all other generations. They're not scared to say what's on their mind. When they went through the exit interviews, what did they throw back at you that you thought, got to take that on mind? got to take that on board? <laughs> you know what they're like.
0: Oh, no, that's an interesting question, Rooch. I think, like, honestly, our, our playing groups are... I think we've got a pretty clear understanding in the playing mm-hmm. group of where we're at currently and what's required. And so the vast majority of the conversations are around, um, you know, we need to improve our standards in the off-season. And, mm-hmm. and one, if we're going to keep using the F word, one frustrating element for me is um, the contracts have just gone to 12 months in AFLW, but... At the same time, we have our players physically in front of us for six months of the year, yeah. and so a lot of our conversations over the last week and a half have actually been here's what we need to get done over the next six months to make sure that we're a much better football team once we come back together mm. so now nah, I think everyone Roach is very much on the same page about what's required and and number one in this off season is, is fitness, and that starts pretty soon okay um,
1: let's look at some of the positives Abby Derek took out your best and fairest. Um... Gemma Houghton had a sensational year and managed to be on the park this year. But, gee, to me, mm. one of the big stories was Matilda Schultz. Uh, for the amount of footy that she hasn't played or has played, whichever way you want to look at it, there is so much upside there.
0: Yeah, Matilda's a very exciting young talent. And I heard you mention Glenelg and Gather Round earlier. She's she's a kid out of the bay who's been exceptional for a number of years now. and She's, um, yeah, obviously finished, I think, third now our BNF mm. on Friday night and and someone who, you, think, you talk about the conversations you have post-year and what's required next, um, very motivated and driven to mm. and understands there's still so much room for growth in her game. So, yeah, one of our very exciting young talents and I think um, a ruck for the future into this competition. So, She's she's been great. And the thing that impresses
1: me, Rouge, for someone that hasn't played a lot of footy, she has a high footy IQ. So, yeah, enormous upside.
2: Lauren, the toughest part of the game is you have to cut players, as you did last week, but it also opens opportunities for other. We've been getting massive text messages about Lauren Young, who, prodigious (laughs) talent, but has had a knee injury. You know, she's through the Port Adelaide Academy. Now... The question keeps being asked, how does she get to Port Adelaide and will she get to Port Adelaide? So you're the person to ask and answer the question.
0: <laughs> no, that's a good question. I think it sounds like your listeners are all over it. Lauren Young is, um, yeah, I think she won an SANFLW League mm. Best and Fairest a couple of years ago as a 16-year-old yep. and now uh, draft eligible. So one list um, one mechanism we had in coming into the competition 18 months ago was we had a reserve of up to three academy picks. Mm-hmm. That we could use over three seasons, and so um, whilst Lauren's been in our our NGA academy um, over a few years now, she'd be one that we'd be looking to hopefully add onto our list through that that mechanism of being able to add three players through the NGA. So um, yeah, no doubt she's a highly prodigious talent. Yeah. We've had her being able to train with us once a week, along with a couple of others um, throughout this season, and. Yeah, she's definitely one on our radar. How did she get through the
2: knee injury? How did she cope with that?
0: Yeah, really good. She played um, SNFLW again for West Adelaide over the course of the year just gone. Um, And
1: yeah, she's doing really well. Good. Good. To fast track your rise up the ladder, uh, what will you be targeting in terms of recruiting? Hmm.
0: Uh, recruiting Recruiting-wise, obviously, there's the mechanism that we have to add some younger players, and I think... You know, there's some list management processes to unfold in the draft on December 18 of all timings the week before Christmas. So Mm. um, list management doesn't occur for us in AFLW until the first week or so, two weeks of December. So there's a little bit to unfold now, but certainly if we can add, um, you know, a premium midfielder and a bit more pace in our team, that will definitely help us. Mm. and. You know what I what I was going to say earlier is we've actually found we we put a lot of time and I know I've said this to you guys we have put a lot of time into developing our offense in the last 12 months. Yep. We've actually on on key metrics we're we're top eight top six in terms of generating score. In key games we're actually just inaccurate, which cost us oh, cost you, us games of footy this year. So you, you had a spate. Whilst of about we've made
1: five weeks there. We, sorry, you go. No, I was just saying you had a spate of about five weeks in a row where you just couldn't convert. Mm.
0: Yeah, so again, the F word, frustrating. Yeah. Um, but we have seen massive growth in our ability to generate generate score and generate offence, and the next gap for us is going to be contested possession and being able to win a lot more contests and go contest to contest with our fitness against more experienced teams.
2: It's an enormous honour, but it's also an enormous responsibility to wear the number one jumper at Port Adelaide as captain. To follow then Aaron Phillips into the number one jumper is even more an enormous <laughs> task. Who's up to it?
0: Yeah, I'm not going to make an early shout on that one, Rooch. It's, it's another good question, but I think um, no, nah, we'll, that'll be something that we look ahead to over the next, like I said, six to eight months. Mm. And um, I think the people or the person that steps into that um, into that number one will be um, certainly making a mark on this off season that we require to, to lift standards across the whole playing group.
2: What have you seen leadership wise grow within your group?
0: Yeah, we've actually put a lot of investment into leadership across the whole group because we've got the way we built the list last year, mm-hmm. we had probably a big gap between our most experienced players in AFLW and our really young group of 18 yeah. to 20-year-olds. And so we've we've put a lot of investment and development into what we would call our emerging leadership group. Mm-hmm. And so we've been able to bring them into the more formal space of, of senior leaders. Um, and so there's there's a number of faces that are growing in that aspect. Um, but we also just need to keep driving that development because our top age, the top end of our group, are, are not getting any younger either. So it's something that we um, we continue to put time and energy into. Loz, did you have a good look at the first round of finals? <laughs> I watched three out of four games. So, yeah, I think I did. It did was pretty them? good.
1: Did you have a look at Sydney?
0: <laughs> I did. They were, um, they were pretty impressive against the Suns, weren't they? I think if there's anything to take out of those games, particularly the North... Obviously Brisbane beat the Crows and we watched North Melbourne surprise the D's at Icon Park on um on Sunday and I think if there's anything in that, as I said before, it's it's about contest and the um the level of pressure that all four winning teams were able to take into those games was, was just next level and particularly North Melbourne I thought the pressure they were able to apply to the Dees mm. and um really diminish a very high scoring team, diminish their ability to score was enormous.
1: All right, what happens this weekend? You've got Adelaide and Sydney, who are you tipping?
0: Well, you'd have to think the Crows at home against the Swans. I think the Swans have shown enormous growth and really exciting talent in their team. And we've seen McAvoy and Malloy make a massive difference as off-season recruits. Um, But, yeah, I'd I'd expect the Crows to win that one. Cats in Melbourne? Mm. Yeah, I I can't see the D's dropping three games in a row. I think they're too good. The Cats are are a really good team when they're at their best. Um, but Chloe Shear, we saw, get injured with a collarbone and she'll be out for that game, so I expect Melbourne to bounce back.
1: Now on to more important matters, and yes. that is you. When do you officially become sleep-deprived for the next two years?
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, well, um, we'll wait and see, but it's supposed to be mid-Jan. So, oh, is it that um, far we'll away try still? And get yeah, I know. You tell me. <laughs> now, look, baby's um, baby's due mid-Jan, so Mid-Jan. yeah, that forty-degree day on Friday last week really Ooh. sorted me out. But no, um, all going well, guys, and I appreciate um your support throughout this year. It's um, it's been awesome. So yeah, baby, baby, hopefully mid-Jan.
1: No, we love it. You're a good egg, and you know what Port supporters are like. So I'm reading this one out. This is from Brett, who's a Port tragic. <laughs> Can you please say to Loza Arnell that now she's a Port Adelaide family member, she has to name her child Russell, even if it's a girl.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I love that. Did you say that's from Brett? Good Uh, on you, Brett. Um, Yeah, that's pretty. (laughs) No, actually, um, I did a function with Erin in the week leading to her retirement, and she told the whole event space that if we won the game against the Giants, the baby would be called Aaron. So oh. we might have to have three or four middle names for this child by the sounds of it, but oh, um, nice. we'll get there. I
1: <laughs> love it. Uh, so when do you get a break?
0: Um, things have, yeah, now we've kind of done a fair bit of review. Things will wind down to an extent. Um, but yeah, obviously, as I mentioned, there's risk management processes to go through even majority of December. So it'll be a, much, a lot quieter, but still, um, engaged where I can be um, as we move through, through that process through December. Well, Lauren, we
1: really appreciate the time you always afford us. There were some good signs this year. It was a frustrating year, but uh, you just get the feeling the breakout year could be next year. So fingers crossed. And if we don't speak to you beforehand, because oh, we probably won't, we go and leave next week. We wish <laughs> you all the very, very best for January and for bubs, for little Russell,
0: Aaron. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Russell, Aaron, Arnel. On you, guys. I, um,
0: no, wow. No, I really appreciate it. And, um, yeah, I, if I don't talk to you, it's an early shout, but have a great Christmas as well.
1: Thank you. you, you too as well. You're probably going to have to throw a Jack in there for John Cale and a Jeff for Jeff Motley as well. <laughs> it's never-ending, eh?
0: Good on you, Loz.
1: <laughs> See you, guys. Uh, Thanks, Lauren, Lauren. Arnel, She's an absolute beauty. No pressure on the name.
2: No. <laughs>